You're listening to an encore presentation of We the People. You can hear this show live every Friday night from 7 until 8 p.m. Your source for locally how you can get involved to make a difference. Tune in. Thanks for listening. Get out there and make a difference. San Marcos, Texas, Hayes County, and the rest of the world. Yes, this is your place, your connection on Friday nights for how you can get involved locally to make a difference. Yes, it is hot out there, but you know what? Activists heat it up, and we love this stuff. We got people going out to put out some more signs tonight. We're going to be having a call in from them from out on the road because there was some major changes going on with the smart terminal that we have been covering and following that hit this afternoon yes there is a withdrawal so we're going to see where that's going to be and what that's going to mean for the fight yes the the little mouse that roared can make a difference we're going to be talking a little bit more about the budget about what's coming up here at the station about things that you can do tomorrow come on out and join us out at dunbar we're going to be out there tomorrow afternoon yes in the heat of the day from four to seven to be part of the neighborhood and to be talking to people about how you can get involved with both the radio station and what we can do in your community yes folks this is political commentary show this is called we the people it comes to you every Friday night from 7 until 8 o'clock, and it is a political commentary show. The views expressed on this show are those of the hosts, the guests, not necessarily those of KCSM or SMTXCRA. We're going to be right back with you. KZSM, you've got Rob Rourke with you here on Friday night. This is the 23rd of June on the 23rd year. Yeah, 62323. Wow, what a date. You know, it's almost like something out of, uh, I don't know. You know, those are the ones that when I was a kid, I used to read the science fiction novels and they'd have these weird dates in the future. And who would have thought all of the things that would have changed, you know, and I used to sit there and watch the old Star Trek and then the new Star Trek would come out and they'd have these communicators and they would have all of these ways of, you know, all the future and all of these things, these, you know, rocket ships and huge things and all this stuff. Here we are in the future and yeah, we got electric vehicles, we got gas vehicles, we got a little bit of everything. It's not quite what you thought. But there are a lot of the things that are going on, a lot of the trends, a lot of the stuff that was out there in our science fiction. And I'll think about that. You know, we are now in our future. But the future is ahead of us. And right now, we are at the epicenter of our future. Everything that you do from here on out, you can't change the past, but you can change the future. And how you get to doing that is by getting active and not saying no 
and realizing that you do have a way to get to that future. We're going to take the call here. How are you doing? Is this uh, Annie or Noah with me tonight here? Uh, we're, it's both of us. We're on speakerphone. Hey, how you doing, guys? So where are you at tonight? Uh, we are actually getting ready to go put up some more stop heavy industrial zoning signs. Okay, so this is, I want to get in a second real quick because I don't want to take too much of your time. I want to get you guys back out there. Make sure you're drinking water while we're talking here, folks. It is hot out there. And, oh, man, I don't, how much, how many pounds have y'all lost here over the summer so far? (laughs) We're staying hydrated. (laughs) Okay, but I mean, you know, this is one way of, it's a physical regiment, you know, that this helps us as we get older is getting involved in local politics, okay, is getting out there and putting up signs and doing all these things. But you guys are our future. You are affecting the future right now. And it is a major shift today. So you have heard, uh, have you had a chance to look at the withdrawal that uh, just uh, hit this afternoon? Yeah, we we got notified by city staff at about 4 p.m. today and also received a whole lot of various communication from different people that have been supporting us. And we still don't have a copy of the actual withdrawal letter, but we're working on getting a copy of that. But it was just a withdrawal from the annexation and zoning application for parts of the projects. Okay. Well, and this is why I wanted to bring this to you because, you know, all of a sudden, oh, it's a withdrawal. We've got all this. Okay. So what's, what's going on in the background? This is kind of interesting. So, yeah, one thing it tells me, number one, is that you have applied pressure and that they are feeling that pressure. Would you not agree? Yeah, that, that's definitely true. Okay. And the other thing is that, you know, they did not see a clear path to get through this without having to pull back. And it, what's interesting about this is that, you know, for one thing, they told the city that, you know, hey, we're in it for the long run, we're with you, and no, they're not, as I've seen the video. And I think the second thing is that, you know, how, what is, where does this leave everyone now? Because they're still going to do the project. There's still parts that already have been annexed by the city that are encompassed, but we're not going to be dealing with this other 800 acres, Correct. Right. So the way that we understand it is there's 735 acres already annexed and zoned heavy industrial. There's another 660 acres that are tied up in a municipal utility district. So that couldn't have been annexed. And then they have withdrawn their application for annexation and zoning for the remaining 588 acres. Okay, so, so 588 that, acres is what we're talking about then. Okay. Right. And so the the 735 and the 660 are going to remain in that development agreement. So those parcels can still follow the guidelines of that agreement. The parcels that have been removed now are just in the San Marcos ETJ, and they're not governed by a development agreement. Okay. So 
how is that going to affect what's going on with you? Because you're still, you still have industrial. You've still got that up across from you. You are still not in the city of San Marcos, so you're, you know, you're still dealing with whatever decisions that they make over there that are going to affect you. Um, what else am I leaving out that's, that you've still got on the table here? Well, we, we really don't know what the developer is planning on doing, what their next steps are. I mean, it could even be as much as they just sell the project and move on, but <laughs> we, we really don't know because, I mean, this just happened what, sure. a couple hours ago. Yeah, but that's what media does. We, we get right there. What do you think? What do you say? You know, it's, <laughs> you know this is a story, folks. Come on. I, it is. This is the little mouse that roared. All right. Remember the story when we were kids and, you know, you can change things. So, you know, maybe this is a minor skirmish. Maybe it's not a major one. But when we talked back in uh, the March time frame, you know, we, we said you said, you know, basically, uh, you know, we're just going to try to do what we can. We know we're not going to stop this. But yet you literally have at this point put a major roadblock up. You've got signs that are going up. You've got people now that are watching what's going on and are asking the questions. And, you know, we are now asking about this development and future development, things that are going in. How are we looking? What's the numbers we're running? How is this going to affect us as far as the cost of the city? And the big one that's come out, uh, you know, after your last meeting that we've been talking about is how is this going to impact the school district, too? And all of these things that we just we ran into this one kind of willy nilly in a way. And you all have told everybody, let's put a stop and let's start putting our thinking caps on. And why are you doing this? Right. <laughs> no disagreement from Noah there. OK. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, Annie, you, you know, you have definitely knew that you were not going to be getting sleep and that this was going to be keeping you up. I don't know that you thought it was going to be going as long as it has. Have you? Did you? Yeah. I mean, no. I mean, I think both of us and I think everyone else are pretty surprised about the amount of, you know, the number of times we've delayed this and then now the outcome today, you know, I don't think any of us really saw this coming. Well, and it is uh, a, a major shift from the developer. And, you know, so, okay, so we've talked about this, that this is a game of Texas Hold'em. All right. And they blinked. All right. And you've still got a few cards up your sleeve. They've still got a few cards up their sleeve here. We, we're down at the river right now. We haven't quite flipped everything over, right? But you now, it's a little different at the uh, Texas Hold'em at the card table now, isn't it? Yeah, because we, we don't, we, we didn't anticipate this. The effect that it has is similar to a zoning denial, but the difference here is they could come back with another application. Well, do you, think, do you think they felt threatened on this one, Noah? Do you think that they felt that, wait a minute, there's a risk. We don't want a denial. It's easier if we can go on ahead and come back at this with something different. You know, right. I, that's my take on it so far. 
Yeah, and I mean, a denial for them is just bad all around. It's bad publicity. It's It prevents them from doing another application of the same thing for, I believe, a year. Right. So them withdrawing it can allow them to actually submit another application. I don't even know if there's a limit on the timeline to that. Yeah, I, I'd have to go and look. I mean, that's something I'd have to dig into. But, you know, there is... I. I don't think that there's a limit. You can go back. It's You just don't want that denial, and that's the whole thing, is that they saw that in the cards possibly for a denial. And we've they've already got one development agreement. They've already got everything there that is, you know, for part of the land. You know, we, we've talked about this before, that we're still talking almost 800 acres, right, that they already have approved for uh, heavy industrial, correct? 730-some-odd, you said? Yeah. Okay, so that is still there across from you, or is the land that they were, the new land, is that what's across from where you all are at out there? So the the property that's directly across from us was is one of the parcels that just got withdrawn. Okay. And so, it, and it's a pretty large area. I forget exactly how big, but it, I'm pretty sure it's over a hundred acres. And so, it's I mean it's just a giant field of corn right now, but it's it goes a long ways from us until you actually hit heavy industrial but there are residents that live directly adjacent to the already zoned heavy industrial right okay so it's it's a mixed bag for your neighbors a mixed bag for everyone i just kind of wanted to know exactly for you and i don't want to keep y'all because i know you've got you know you you've got everybody calling you a lot of things going on thank you so much for taking uh for calling in tonight for just a little bit to tell us about this and we're going to be updating everyone and getting some more calls in and, and talking to people but um so this is now no longer going to be on the uh, city council agenda. It is, you know, now we just wait and see where the developers are going. But, you know, they're pretty much going to still be open for business. They're just going to uh, parse it down, uh, scale it back. Right. Okay. All right. Any Anything else you all want to add to this? Uh, thank you so much for calling in tonight. Uh. Just like, thanks for having us on, and um, I know it was last minute, but I think it's good to get the word out of what's continuing to happen. Of course. Uh, it is. Uh, listen, this is in local politics. You guys have really pulled, you know, you're, you're the come behind kids, okay? You know, this is a Rocky story in a way. Uh, you know, the David and Goliath. Yeah, well, thank you so much, Rob. We really appreciate it. <laughs> okay, well, go go walk and stay hydrated, and we'll be talking with y'all and get some more updates. Thank you very much for calling in tonight to We the People. Annie and Noah, thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Good night. All right, and so if you haven't, I'm going to go back and refresh. Uh, so we've been talking about this for 
Oh, let's come back after the break. Uh, it's uh, 7.15 here uh, Central Time on KZSM in San Marcos, Texas. And you're listening to KZSM, We the People. This is Rob Rourke. I am your host every Friday night for how you can get involved locally to make a difference. And we were talking with Annie and Noah. And uh, again, the views expressed on this show are those of the host, the guests, not necessarily those of KZSM uh, or SM. TXCRA, the governing board. We're going to be right back with you. And I wanted to welcome one of our new uh, sponsors uh, of our programming here. Not an underwriter of the show, but they are gen- doing a general sponsorship. So you're going to be hearing about them all throughout our programming during the week. And this is Truth in Light Crystals. And uh, thank you for your support of Community Radio. We'd like to thank Truth in Light Crystal Shop for generously underwriting our programming. Truth and Light Crystal Shop, located at 171 South LBJ in San Marcos, right next to Redbud Roasters, wants to be the supplier of all your metaphysical needs with the large inventory of beautiful crystals, jewelry, candles and incense, all at affordable prices. They also provide sound bath, Reiki, and tarot card readings. That's Truth and Light Crystal Shop, located at 171 South LBJ in San Marcos, Texas. For more information, you can reach them at 512-551-0921. Please join La Sociedad Mutualista Cuauhtémoc on Saturday, July 1st, as we celebrate our 81-year anniversary with a reception from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. to be followed by a dance from 8 p.m. to midnight. Music will be provided by DJ Cowboy Loco, and live music will be provided by La Distancia. Admission is $10 at the door. Guauatemoc Hall is located at 1100 Patton Street. For more information, please call or text 512-775-9002 or email us at sociedadguauatemoc at gmail.com. You're listening to the Porch Radio Hour on KZSM.org, community-supported public radio. Heard every Wednesday night on KZSM.org from 7 to 9 p.m. We're back with you here in the studio, and I don't know. We're gonna, we're almost there, folks. Um, we're almost there, and uh, <laughs> I got, I have got some ex board members that just like to just throw monkey wrenches into the system. They don't want to come in and help. No, they just want to know about some downtime on something and at the wrong time. I'll tell you what, folks, but. I am thankful for every single one of our volunteers and all of the folks that have been here at KZSM that make this happen every week. You know, it takes a lot of us. We all have to get along, even though, you know, sometimes people, you know, may kind of push things around when they don't need to at it wrong ways. Okay. But that's part of what we want to do every week with this show is to teach you about politics, about how things work. How do you, you know, when do you want to be that real you-know-what? And when is the time that you sit back and you let everybody else fight it out and you watch what's going on? All right, there's a book called 
The Art of War. Sun Tzu. Okay. And, or Tzu. Sun Tzu. Excuse me. And it was written back about 3rd, 4th century A.D. Just a little bit after Confucius. Okay. And it is a small tome that you can read in just, you know, literally an hour or two. But you really want to kind of soak it up and think about it. Because it's all about how, when you choose to fight and when you don't. And picking your battles. And this is what we're talking about here. Remember, we talked about you can affect the future. You can make a difference. But it's also about when to pick your battles. What is it that you want to get, knowing where it began with the end in mind? That's the Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, another one of my books that I recommend. And we want to make sure that we know what is that that battleground that we're going in. And sometimes we want to choose that battleground. And Annie and Noah did that, along with many others of their neighbors and folks that have gotten out and that have their signs out there. They're still going through and putting up the signs because, you know, we want people to remember this. Now, there's a lot of people at city council that are breathing a sigh of relief. Why? Because we had on the agenda coming up. Remember, we talked about this. This was scheduled on a Tuesday night on the 3rd of July before the 4th of July. This weird long weekend, right? That they were going to have this come up. And it was going to be a hard one for everyone. But now the developer has gone and has withdrawn the additional acreage that they wanted that they needed the city of San Marcos to take. Now, we already have 738 acres that has already been approved in this development agreement. They wanted to go and to take the additional acreage. It was almost going to be 1,500, if I remember rightly, you know, huge, huge amount of acreage that was going to all be zoned heavy industrial all right we were going to take i mean this is huge as in bigger than the whole city of martindale okay you know that we are looking at out there and that it was going to be having truck traffic and all of this now they still are it's still there we've got what we initially agreed to and it is there but the additional acreage, the additional, you know, does that make sense for them? Are they going to be able to make their numbers and to make this deal? Don't know. That's the risk we take, folks, with capitalism, is that you have to make a bet. Sometimes those bets pay off, sometimes they don't. It is speculation. It's land speculation. And folks, land speculation has been around since the beginning of our republic. If you go back and you look at some of the history of the 1780s, the 1790s, uh, parts of our early republic, all right, that we had, you know, but listen, uh, General George Washington 
he was a land speculator. That was why he was going out, because he was going out and surveying all of this land in Pennsylvania. And he knew where these places were at. He knew what was going on. He knew what land to buy, if he could get money, if he could get people to lend him money, that he knew he could get that and then resell that to people that were going to be coming. But we had to make that safe. Native Americans had to be pushed back, had to agree, had to, you know, whatever we needed. You couldn't have any threats or people wouldn't come to settle. People wouldn't buy your land. So this is, you needed the United States to be, to have that, I'm going to, sirens, I'm going to let them go by just a second, folks. You're listening to We the People here on KZSM, Rob Work, your host. So, Land speculation has been going on for a long time. You had to know how the government worked, how all of these things worked, but it has always been land rights have always been a cornerstone stone of you know our our republic. All right. This is all of these things have gone together. This is, you know, as we've gone out and we've stolen land from Native Americans and uh, put a, you know, and from others, uh, you know, Hispanics, whatever. You know, there's all sorts of times that we have gone and taken land and, you know, said that is, you know, more in a righteous way to do it. And we get along in the future and we say, "Ah, I guess we weren't. Uh, But am I revisionist? Am I just looking at it a little differently from the going back? Yes, but let's go and say that we're right here right now. So going forward, we now have, they're going to have to go back and start this over again. To go through for the additional, whatever they decide to zone, whatever they decide to do with this additional acreage. All right, that we talked about that was being taken off the books. All right, there's 600 acres. That land is still, they're going to do something with it. Either they're going to sell it to somebody else and let them go and see what they can come up with if they think it's worth the risk. You know, maybe it's going to be homes. Maybe those homes are going to use more water and more waste, and those are going to have effect that we wouldn't have had with the um, uh, with having the uh, uh, industrial in there. Now, remember we talked about this, that the issue is now, you know, talked about this with Lisa Marie on the uh, Shark Tank last week, that we have this land that was not going to have any students. It was going to be on the tax rolls, and it was going to be providing money for the city of San Marcos. But it was going to be detrimental. Yes, it was going to be providing money to the the school district. But a portion of that money was going to have to go back out because we don't have any students on there. So what if we go and in the the city of San Marcos still goes on ahead and annexes this property, but it's mixed use and some of it is houses, some of it's industrial. Um, Who knows what they may do. But let's just say that it's all houses. And we still have to put in fire. We still have to put in service. We still have to put in all of these things out there. Normally, the housing is a net. Usually, it's either a push or a loss for the city. Why? 
because the amount of infrastructure and resources that they have to put in for all of those people that are moved out there, you know, fire, emergency, hospital, you know, all these things, you know, uh, you've got more vehicles, all that stuff. But if you've got industrial, generally you don't have that density of people. And you don't have those people using all those, uh, it's, you're using things, but in a different way when you're in industrial. Okay, so we, excuse me, so what we're doing is we are adding in to the burden on the city without bringing in a lot of revenue. But yet, if we were to go and bring in all this industrial, we'd be bringing in revenue to the city. When we come back from the break, we're going to talk about that. We started talking about this last week, and I really want to go back in and bring you back up to speed on this with the budget. Because what's going on is that by taking this land out of the mix, the city definitely can't be looking at the tax revenue that would be coming in from having these industrial buildings out there and having all these businesses. Because why we can't get the businesses downtown? Why? Because we've got a big problem with uh, any you know, brick and mortar stores. No one's going out to shop anymore. We've got all of these empty places that they built pre-COVID and had on the plans pre-COVID that the only way that the city is getting any revenue right now, it's pretty much flat out at the outlet malls. They, they're seeing some, but you can't plan on that forever. And bars. Okay. You know, and uh, head shops. Okay. I'm sorry. Glass, glass pipe shops. Okay. Let's, let's do that. Smoke shops, however you want to term that. But that is what is going on here downtown. Now, we have the restaurants, and the restaurants are fairly flat. You know, we do have some that are coming in, but a lot of them are not making it here in San Marcos. So when we come back from the break, we're going to talk about the budget. Remember, remember that phrase? Ooh, yes, I know, the budget. Don't get your eyes glassed over. Don't turn me off. Come on back because we're going to tie this together with the big ramifications. No, it's not just somebody saying, not in my backyard. This had to do with the people getting deeper into this discussion and us pushing our elected representatives to start asking some hard questions about the development. And I really do see this as us taking control of the future of San Marcos once again. Okay, maybe I'm, I'm Don Quixote out on my, uh, uh, going out after my windmills. But man, can't you see that? That, hey, we've got a renaissance going on in San Marcos from activism. We can take control and we can dictate. Not dictate, but we can get this conversation redirected. How are we going to get ourselves squared away and straight up? I'm going to be right back with you. And again, a big uh, thank you to Truth and Light uh, for Crystals for sponsoring programming here and all of these folks here i really want you to when you go out in the community we're saying thank you but you also can say thank you to these great folks that help support 
us and support Community Radio in San Marcos, Texas. KZSM.org would like to thank the following businesses, organizations, and individuals for underwriting and supporting our 24-7 live streaming programming. Shavuzem Graphics, Blue Sky Mortgage, Sid and Ellen Braverman, Marianne Reese at the Lifelong Learning Organization of San Marcos, Down to Earth Barbecue Sauce, Fasines, Blue Dahlia Bistro, Ghost Note Brewing, Serendipity Wines, The Hill Country Free Thinkers, The San Marcos Art League, Tejas Hemp, and the Whitliff Collections at Texas State University. If you, your business, or your organization would like to promote and maintain true community radio in San Marcos and around the world, find the donate button on our webpage, kzsm.org, or email kzsmsanmarcos at gmail.com to underwrite our programming. And thankkzsm.org would like to thank Truth and Light Crystal Shop for generously underwriting our programming. Truth and Light Crystal Shop, located at 171 South LBJ in San Marcos, right next to Redbud Roasters, wants to be the supplier of all your metaphysical needs with the large inventory of beautiful crystals, jewelry, candles and incense, all at affordable prices. They also provide sound bath, Reiki, and tarot card readings. That's Truth and Light Crystal Shop, located at 171 South LBJ in San Marcos, Texas. For more information, you can reach them at 512-551-0921. San Marcos, Texas, and KZSM listeners all over the world. This is the Metal Mark Live Show. Every Thursday night, 10 p.m. to midnight, the godson of heavy metal, bringing you the old school and the new school metal here to San Marcos. Go to our main page, check out our shows, get involved with San Marcos Community Radio. Every Thursday night, the godson will be with you. And the Godson is planning a huge metal fest, okay? Mark your calendars. We're getting this one locked in. I can't tell you all the venues yet. I can tell you one of them is going to be at Jack's Roadhouse. We got that locked in, and we have got a commitment from our friends here at the porch. We talked about the porch there just a little bit ago. Come on downtown. They always have live music going on at the porch, uh, and they are a big supporter of us, and you can catch the porch radio hour. We talked, uh, I think, at the last break there we had the promo for that uh is every wednesday night with sam strahan and uh talking about what's going on here you know downtown all right parking isn't that bad folks and come on down it doesn't get that rowdy until about two o'clock in the morning and even then oh that's fine uh it's fun there's uh, food trucks and all sorts of great stuff. So, you know, we're a member and a part of the downtown, so we like to support that. So, Metal Mark is bringing back this summer the Hell Tour, okay? This is 78666. So, he does six bands, three nights, all right, at three different venues around town and brings the heavy metal to town. So that's going to be on the uh, 24th, 25th, 26th of August that we are planning. So uh, a lot more coming on on that one. But, hey, where we are going to be tomorrow is going to be over here at Dunbar Park. And uh, Maxfield Baker has been 
I wanted to try to get him on tonight. He's just, everybody is scrambling, trying to get a lot of things going right now. But he will be on in the future because he is doing a lot of outreach to the communities, wanting to get, just like we do, to build community. And so tomorrow we're going to be having uh, an event from 3.30 to 7 p.m. We're going to be having door prizes, gift cards from industry, Valentino's, Blooming Day Spa, Gumby's Pizza, Herbs and Oddities, Stonebound Treasures, and a few more. Just for showing up, we'll give folks a raffle ticket and make a drawing during the event. People must be present in order to win the raffle. We have the band AK is going to be out there, as well as the duo Inc. performing. Uh, and we'll hear some local history from members of the Calaboose and Cephas uh, House and other neighbors about uh, the Dunbar area. So we're going to be having that. Uh, we're going to be out there tomorrow afternoon. Yes, folks, it's Texas. It's going to be hot. All right, don't. Come on. You know what? It's been hot for 100 years. This hasn't changed. I was reading today, they were talking about, you know, when you go over there and you see some of these old homes, like Cephas House, it's going to be right there by, you know, down the street from Dunbar. And, you know, you look at some of these older buildings as you're going into the historic districts. And they were talking about in the South, without air conditioning, they would take the buildings and they would raise them up on blocks so that you had the air went up underneath. Wow. And you had the dog walk. Okay, the real old buildings, you would have two buildings on either side, and you had this breezeway. And that breezeway, if you go down, don't have them as much now, but they used to have a few places when I first moved to town back around 2000, and they've taken most of those down, going out Hunter Road. And they would always be faced to the north and east and the south and the west because that's the way the breezes would come through and that generally that's how breezes flow across here if you look at the you know where the the wind's coming from and they would go out during the summertime and they would sleep outside you know you'd get the breeze would come in at night okay you know this is uh you would have uh brickwork you would have these windows and you know that you would open up remember those old windows at the top when you went into the old buildings that they would have at the top of the doors well that was to let the air around here you know there were things before we had air conditioning all right there's you know these little hand fans there's things like that you walk you wear a hat folks you keep covered from the sun and you you just kind of watch that sun all right. I, I, I always want to go back. We're in this old building and, you know, I talk about, uh, you know, going back in time, which we can't go back in time. We can only go forward. But I would always love to know, um, you know, this is this building we're in. It's got a 12 and a half foot. It's almost I think it's a 13, just a little shy of 13 feet from the top of the metal or the, you know, on the roof all the way down to the floor. And the you know, we it's open. We would have these, uh, you know, the air would flow. You'd have fans that before there was electricity, they'd have them on a rope. You know, and they'd have these ways of moving these fans to keep the air flowing. Right? These old buildings were designed this way. And to think about, you know, go back and you wonder, did they complain about the heat? They complain about, man, it's hot out there. It's getting hotter every year. I wonder. 
So I, I try not to t- get those conversations. So hopefully tomorrow we're not going to be having that conversation. We're going to be having conversations about how KCSM can tune you in to what is going on in your neighborhoods and how we can support what folks like Maxfield Baker are doing to build these bridges within the community. I hope you can get out and build some bridges in your community. I hope you can join us there tomorrow. Now, I've been talking a good bit. It's time to get back into the uh, break here, Um, or coming off the break. But I wanted to talk about the budgets. Okay, we talked about this a little bit last week, and I wanted to go back and remind for those of you that missed last week's homework. I want you to go back. The city of San Marcos has the fiscal year 23 proposed budget. Okay, now the budget goes from this is now going to be fiscal year 24. All right. Our fiscal year starts at the uh, end of September, beginning of October, and it goes to the following year. So we have to have a budget. Okay, we can't do like the federal government. We can't push it off. We can't come down to the wire. We have got to have that budget in place. And as when we had Stephanie Reyes on the uh, show a few months back, we talked about this, that they are now they've all of the uh, uh, city council members have their packets that have the basic. These are what we're asking for from each of the departments. And they usually start with last year's and they say, okay, we're going to increase it by X amount. Well, how do we increase it? Well, you know, one thing you got to factor in that we now have uh, inflation. So stuff has got to go up. And we now have more people and more services. And so you have to have police officers. You have to have uh, folks in the public works that are going to be handling your water. All right. I had the guys out uh, uh, from the city. Uh, I've got a problem when they took over, uh, when our water got uh, taken over by the city of San Marcos from Crystal Springs, which is uh, uh, out here, oh, east of town, all right? And they had still wells and everything, and when they took over, we had some problems with the meter because we got a lot of uh, calcium that flowed in, got jammed up, and we had some problems turning it off. Well, I had problems with the water and had to go I had to have the city come out and turn it off, and uh, they are going to put in a new uh, meter hub for us and replace that. He said, though, but realistically, he said, it's going to be the end of summer. He said, I'll get you a work order, and I'll get you that. And I said, thank you very much. I appreciate you being straight with me. He says, we are just so short-staffed right now that it's going to be, you know, we'll, we'll get to it, and it'll get in a list, but it's going to be a while. That's what I'm hearing from the city. That's what we're up against. So how do, you know, what is it? Are we just sitting on money that we're not using? Well, no. Where does that money come from? Well, our taxes didn't go up, remember? Well, you know, we try to keep the taxes down and we don't want to raise your taxes. But what ends up happening is our valuations go up. All right. No, does the city or the county, do they set your, your valuations? No, it's called an appraisal district. 
That appraisal district goes out and says they have either they drive by, they look at your property, they look at what you have, or they fly a drone over. And we're now using a lot of drones a lot of times. And they look and see what your property is and they see this building out there and they say yeah you should be getting all of this you've got this building on the on your property and you have to go back and to appeal that at the beginning of the year well those appeals are now done we talked about this with stephanie reyes and our city manager is that they have to wait until it is finally released here in june that they say this is how much money you're working with but then they go and they have to figure out, all right, we know how much property tax we have. We know what we've been doing for sales tax. We kind of have an idea, you know, and we kind of can go and look at that. We thought we were going to have a harder hit during COVID for sales tax. We got lucky here in San Marcos that um, folks, it, it still did. I mean, we saw a dip, but it came back. But we still have not seen a huge rise that they are seeing in places like New Braunfels or Kyle. We are still staying a lot lower on our sales tax that is coming in here in the city. And I want to go back to this again, is that we talked about the debt and of course, money that you are paying on the debt is not going to pay salaries, is not going to pay for infrastructure or anything else. You are paying for what you did in the past. Remember, we can't go through and change it. The only thing we can do is maybe try to, if the uh, rates come down, right now we don't want to take on any more debt because interest rates are high. And you're going to be paying for that for the next 30 years. Yeah. <laughs> Guess what, folks? We just did that with our uh, schools. Okay, we'll talk about that after the break. Uh, but, uh, you know, we added in more debt that we've got to pay at a higher rate right now than ever before for a while. But if the rate goes down, they can always re try to refinance that debt. Okay, great. But you still got it. You can't change it. And so the principal amount of municipal debt obligation secured by property taxes is $404 million. I'm rounding it up here. Of that, the total amount of outstanding debt obligations considered self-supporting is $271 million. All right. So we've got... Unsupported debt of $134 million. Hotel occupancy taxes, utility revenues, and public-private partnership agreements currently secure self-supporting debt. In the event such amounts are insufficient to pay debt services, the city will be required to assess an ad valorem tax to pay such obligations. Now, the other part of this, this is, folks, this is as required by Section 102.005 of the Texas Local Government Code. The City of San Marcos is providing the following statement on this cover page of its proposed budget. Everyone has to do this and no one ever reads these. But yet the legislature, in their wisdom a few years back, 
had some people that were concerned about the debt and concerned about what was going on in the spending to get this added in. Take advantage of it. This budget, this is last year's budget, will raise more total property taxes than last year's budget by $5.5 million, $5 million 14.4%. And out of that amount, okay, half of it, $202.3 million out of $5.5 million is tax revenue to be raised from new property added to the tax roll this year. Did they add that or not? It's a good question. Hey, we're going to be uh, hopefully having Matthew Mendoza. He's still working out his schedule. He just got back from being up in Washington with the city. Uh, we're going to talk about that when we come back, but uh, hopefully Hill will be back here to talk with us next Friday. And after that, we are going to be off the air for uh, a Friday, uh, right during the 4th of July holiday. We're going to be one of the last shows here before we start taking the studio apart and getting it all put back together. We're going to talk a little bit about that when we come back. Stay tuned. You are listening to We the People here on, um, yeah, <laughs> on KZSM uh, Community Radio here in San Marcos, Texas. We're going to be right back with you after this uh, couple of brief announcements. Hey, San Martians, read any good books lately? Read any bad books lately? Any books you'll never forget? Any books you want to fling directly into the trash? Whatever you've been reading, or not reading, join us Tuesdays 4 to 6 for Bookmarked, all about books and reading in San Marcos and the world. Wait, do I hear bagpipes? No, I can't. I can't be hearing bagpipes. Not on KZSM.org. Oh, wait a minute. That's right. Limey's Lass has a show on Saturdays. Celtic Corner. Comes on at noon. I guess I am hearing bagpipes. Oh, what a day. I can't wait to see what else she's going to play for me. Raíces. Con su locutora, Kathy Lara. Nuestro pasado... Nuestro presente y nuestro futuro. Unirse a la conversación. Escuche las historias. Cada domingo a las 7 aquí en su radio comunidad KZSM en San Marcos, Texas. And you can catch Raíces here on Sunday. Yes, on Domingo. Uh, at... Uh, 7 o'clock, and we are going to be live here. This is going to be uh, her last show before we uh, go silent for two weeks and uh, come on back, and we've got some great uh, guests lined up on either side. So, you know, it's talking about your past, present, and future. Let's look back, know where we've been, where are we at right now, and where are we going? And so much of the time, that gets the the word the big word i'm looking at for there is uh now get it yet out of me okay but it's muddied the water is muddy all right it's you know it's not real clear and so what happens is that we get into this with the budget that all these people are going to go and, and no one's going to show up from the public to ask questions except for a few of us. No one's going to go and ask about these kind of things. 
during the summer. It's hot. Are you going to ask, you know, are, when, when are you going to see all of these people out there? They're, no one's running for office right now. They're not going to be running until August. All the budget discussions are going to be done. If you think anybody's going to be running, I think you need to be asking them real, real closely about some of these questions that we're asking about last year's budget and this year's budget here in the city. And wherever you're at, doesn't have to be in the city of San Marcos, anywhere around Texas, anywhere around the country, anywhere around the world, folks. This has been going on for years. And I talked briefly on the last show about uh, uh, Plinkett and uh, Tammany Hall. Another one of my reading that I recommend. I have four books, folks, that I, I ask you to read. Okay, And the only other one I haven't mentioned tonight is Rules for Radicals. But you start reading Rules for Radicals and you're going to figure out about how you play the game. All right? And how you can go in and change things. And whether you want to use those rules. If not, they're going to be used against you. So all of these things come together here. Well, shoot, you know, isn't this where, you know, we're supposed to all get along and be nice? Isn't that what you want, Rob? No. I want us all to respect each other. I want us to respect our opinions. And I want a voice, and I want transparency. I want people engaged what we do here at the radio station. We entertain, we engage, right? And we enlighten all of our shows. So hopefully I'm entertaining you tonight. You haven't turned me off yet. But every other Tuesday night, you need to be down at city council or watching. All right. Lisa Marie Copaletta, the shark lady, was on Shark Tank last week. She had a she had brought something up before the ethics board, ethics review complaint. And after she went through and got all this stuff ready and got everything going, all of a sudden they came back and they had a ruling that said, you know what? It shouldn't have even gotten here. Because out of the seven board members that we had for the uh, Ethics Review Commission, all right, we only had four show up. Now, three people decided not to. You got four. You can still hold it. You got a quorum. Okay, the quorum by their bylaws. Okay. We requested, or not we, but Lisa requested the bylaws sent to me. I looked over that. She looked over that. We all kind of, you know, agreed on some of the stuff. But per their bylaws, they've got this clause in there that says, yep, a quorum is four. But in order for it to be effective, anything that they rule on to be effective, you've got to have all four of those people voting for whatever you want. I guess there was five, excuse me. But they had a simple majority. But it said no. That they had to have four people voting for, uh, for this to bring up these charges and to bring this going forward. So Lisa was shot down on her ethics review. And 
and we've got new lawyers and got everybody's now, you know, getting in their corners. And everyone's looking for the next fight. And, you know, I, I sit here and say, man, imagine if we had this with our, you know, that you had to have a super, it's what they call a super majority, folks, on city council. And generally, if something fails planning and zoning, they can bring it to council, but it's got to pass on a supermajority. And so you've got to have more people in your corner. Well, there isn't any, you know, this doesn't, they don't meet that often for this commission. They did not have, they had outside legal help that they brought in because it was against uh, the uh, city attorney for basically saying that um, they couldn't answer questions. And Lisa Marie said, yes, this is press, public. We want to ask these questions. You cannot tell them that they can't answer our questions when it has to do with certain things. And uh, so she brought up a complaint against them. You know what? That's what you want people to do. Do you want people to do those things all the time? No. You know, can it cost a lot of money? Yes, there's other ways to get things done. But they have to know that you're going to do that. They have to know that you are going to go and ask these hard questions. And so now, what do we do? Yeah, we need to start digging in on the uh, city council members. And we need to say, okay, this needs to be pulled out of there. If you cannot have someone, if somebody has to go and have a supermajority to bring an ethics complaint and go through all of this trouble, they're just not going to do it. They're going to move somewhere else. Or we're just going to wait until these people go off somewhere else and then we get a new regime change and we get new people in. So how do we get this going our direction, folks? It starts with... Annie and Noah and folks that aren't even in the city of San Marcos. They work here. They're part of our community. They don't live here. They don't vote for these people. But yet they are ringing the bell that we've got problems. Folks have been looking at and working with them that now are putting up signs, you know, all over the place that shouldn't even be effective. Why the heck would the people on, on uh, Hopkins Street care about what's going on out there? Why? Because they realize that their taxes are going to be going up. They realize that there's going to be costs associated with this that hasn't been asked. It's an open-ended deal with these guys. And the developers were wanting to play hardball. Well, like we talked about, the activists went and played Texas Hold'em with them. And they got them to blink. As of 4 o'clock today, the developers have pulled out of the request to annex the additional property. They're still going to develop out there. They've still got a right to develop and go. But we're going to see what happens out of this and, and where this is going to go next. We're going to be keeping an eye on it. This is We the People. This is your connection every Friday night here from 7 until 8 o'clock. We're going to be back with you next week. And try to get Matthew Mendoza in. We're going to have one more show before we 
take the studio down and have some renovations. It is going to be all brand new. It's as we go and get ready for the fall when we are going to be broadcasting again on the airwaves, besides just how you can get us here on the Internet. Coming up, uh, we're going to be doing a lot of our reprises of our older shows, the first seasons of some of these shows. We've been doing these for seven years. And so coming up here in just a minute, we've got uh, one of the older shows of Friday Night with Care back from her first season in 2017. So stay tuned. Rob Rourke with you. Thank you all for tuning in. KZSM.org. Y'all have a good weekend. Come on out Dunbar tomorrow and see us from 3.30 until 7 o'clock.